I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. For today's short story, we're going to get into the subject of peptides with uh, someone very familiar and someone very familiar with what we do here. My own co-founder, Dr. Mark Iwaniki. Thank you for being here, Dr. Mark. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I, I remember going a couple of years ago to an A4M conference, and I remember there were two things going on there, two main events going on. One was hormone replacement therapy. That was very big at the time. But then there was this other one where most of the doctors were flocking to was about peptides. And I remember thinking back then, okay, this is going to go blow up because whenever you see this many doctors like flowing to one thing, and then, you know, the wave kind of comes after, and then the patients ask for it, and then it goes mainstream. So that's when I first heard about peptides. And I remember being kind of cautiously, oh, is this a fad in medicine? What is going on here? And learning a little bit. And of course you learned a lot more. So I want to start with the simple question of what is what, what are peptides? Yeah, so peptides are basically small bits of larger protein. So all proteins are made up of amino acids. Usually with, with giant proteins or hormones, they're really long strings of, pep, of amino acids. With peptides, they're a lot shorter. The sequences are, are very small. And so peptides have very targeted effects. They don't have global effects on the body like a hormone would, where they're hitting multiple receptors throughout the body. They're having very targeted specific effects. And so um, in that way, they're potentially a little bit safer than just using uh, like a sledgehammer, just using a giant protein or giant hormone to have an effect on the body. You're, you're almost using like a, like a scalpel to have a tiny, you know, an effect on, on certain uh, processes of the body. So you know, doctors are, are getting really excited about them. They've been around a while. They're, they're, they're coming more and more into, uh, I would say, mainstream. More people are hearing about them. I get it. even, you know, friends of friends asking me about peptides now. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's definitely becoming more mainstream. You hear me? Hello? Did I lose you? Got me. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely becoming more popular. There are definitely ones that are, they're, you know, probably, you know, hundreds at this point of, of peptides that have been looked at and studied. But um, I would say in clinical practice, you know, with the doctors I work with, and, you know, using them with patients, I would say there, there are probably like five to 10 kind of big ones that most people are using and trying. A lot of the ones revolve around anti-aging, weight loss, uh, overall rejuvenation, but some have more targeted effects for the immune system, for uh, injury repair, for tendon ligament repair. So there's, there's a lot of really cool uses for them. And uh, yeah, I think more and more people are getting into it. Yeah, no, I mean, there are a lot of interesting ones out there. I remember being at the biohacking conference not long ago and hearing about different ones that are coming out. And they all have these weird names like CJC1295 and like MOTC. Like, and it does make it a little difficult to know what's what and what's good. Tell us your top five peptides that you like most and what they do. So um, my top five, I'd say the, the, the number one probably would be the uh, growth hormone releasing hormone analog. So peptides that naturally stimulate growth hormone releasing hormone in your body, which then 
downstream releases growth hormone. So um, those are really, I've seen have the most kind of global effects, kind of the, you know, with weight loss, with muscle mass increase, with fat burning, with energy increase. Those are really, really powerful ones that I've seen work really well. Uh, so that's like the CJC you mentioned, uh, Tessamorelin, Ipamorelin fall into that category as well. Um, so those are really great uh, peptides. Um, the anti-aging one for, for skin, GHK, uh, CU copper peptide, that's a really strong uh, peptide to help with collagen boosting and collagen uh, generation in, in the face. So that's a really great anti-aging one. Um, BPC-157, uh, that's a body protection compound. That's really a powerful peptide for healing. So that one is for tendon, joint, ligament repair, post-surgery. Um, it can even help repair leaky gut. So uh, using that, in, you can do that as an injection or capsule form. In capsule form, it can actually help uh, heal the gut. I know a lot of... Uh, integrated functional medicine doctors focusing on gut health use it a lot, uh, but can be injected. You can actually inject it into specific locations as well safely. So that's a really great, um, great peptide for sports injuries, for, for things like that. Um, thymic, pe thymic peptides or peptides that mimic uh, thymic protein. So thymus is a really important gland for the immune system. It's kind of the training ground for the T cells and where the T cells get, um, a lot of them get trained for, um, how to fight off viruses and how to recognize self. So it's a place where uh, if things go wrong, autoimmune conditions can, can, um, can happen. So uh, regenerating and healing the thymus is really important. So thymic peptides can do that. So thymus and alpha, thymus and beta uh, peptides can help do that. So patients have low immunity or a low white blood cell count or low T cells. Um, and, um, then these peptides can help boost that and regenerate that. And if they're dealing with autoimmune conditions, it help, can, can help balance that. There are some really great studies showing that. So um, thym the thymic peptides, growth hormone analogs, the copper peptide, um, the, uh, so MOTC. So MOTC is a mitochondrial peptide. MOTC um, helps boosting metabolism overall. So it's not like the growth hormone peptides, where they're um, helping stimulate natural release of growth hormone. It's more focused on increasing metabolism and increasing the, the, effect, the efficacy of the mitochondria. So that one's really also great for, you know, for fat loss, for weight loss, for energy boosting. Um, and that one we've been using here with patients with really great effect. Patients really like it. Um, so all these peptides are injectable. You know, you, you have to, you receive a vial and you get, you auto inject them. Uh, depending on the peptide, either daily or uh, you know a couple times per week, and you do them, uh, you cycle them to cycle for a couple of months, and then potentially go off, and then you know or try a different one and cycle on again. Um, but that's how, that's how, kind of how they work. Um, you're taking them. Yeah, I've been taking the CJC, which you put me on with Ipamorelin that I absolutely love. I really do like it. I'm feeling the effects. It's not something drastic, but it is a nuanced energy level, just weight law, those kind of, you know, metabolic function a little stronger. Now, the thing that a lot of people ask me because I posted about is like, do I have to use needles and do I have to inject, right? And what's up with the injections? Um how do you answer that? Why is it? And, and also go into why subcutaneous, because some people think I'm like shooting up like a heroin addict into my veins. Like, that's not it. Like, it's a little different, guys. 
It's a very small needle. It's yeah. like what diabetics use, of course, completely safe. You could do it yourself. But why uh, injections? Yeah, so peptides, because they're so small, um, they if you take them orally, they, they can be broken up by the digestive enzymes in your mouth and your stomach really fast. So um, pepsin and hydrochloric acid love breaking out amino acids. That's what they what those enzymes do when you're eating meat. And so because peptides are so small and so specialized, they can get broken down really easily if taken orally. That's why they're injected. Uh, they're injected sub-Q because they're, uh, they're, they live kind of in that, in that sub-Q space. It gets slowly uh, distributed uh, uh, to, to the body systemically. You don't shoot them up uh, directly to the veins. Sometimes you can do intramuscular um, for, for certain peptides, if you're having some patients have a local reaction, skin reactions, they can get red and a little bit inflamed locally where they inject sub Q. So in those cases, you can do uh, intramuscular, uh, specifically with MOTC that, uh, the CJC actually sometimes gets that way too, but MOTC can, um, create some, uh, some hot, like hive like reactions in, in the skin. So doing that intramuscular, um, can help with that. But yeah, it needs to be injected, unfortunately. But the needles are small. They're, they're insulin needles. They're very thin. Um, they're very small. It doesn't really hurt. If you pinch the skin, sub-Q, as you're injecting, you even notice them sometimes. You may get a little bit, you know, some pain, a little bit of bleeding sometimes when you're doing it. But overall, they're pretty, they're pretty painless. They're not giant, you know, inch and a half needles and not 18 gauge. You know, they're, they're really thin, 30 gauge, you know, little, little uh, tiny needles. So. Yeah, I can attest to that. It's, it's pretty simplistic and, and you get really, really used to it quickly. It's like not a big deal. Just boom, right yeah. in there. You're done. You really don't even feel anything. Yeah. Now, are there any uh, dangers, contraindications or people that shouldn't use peptides? Yeah, for some of them, you know, they can have some really strong effects on hormones, specifically growth hormones. So if you're someone who has already high levels of growth hormone, um, then you kind of want to watch, you kind of potentially want to test the blood levels of growth hormone through IGF-1, which is a proxy for growth hormone in blood. You want to just keep track of it. That doesn't go too high. If it goes too high, you can get some swelling, get some edema. Um, you know, there is really no danger, no, no documented danger with cancers. You know, a lot of people are worried that, well, you know, cancer loves growth hormone. That's what it uses to kind of grow and, and speed up. And some patients who have a predisposition for cancers. Uh, or, or active cancers, potentially you may want to be, be a little bit more, more careful with using growth hormone peptides or growth hormone releasing hormone peptides because um, you just want to be careful. I mean, there haven't been any noted cases of it actually making cancers worse, but you kind of want to watch out for that. Um, but for, for CJC, that's usually pretty safe. It doesn't spike growth hormone in the blood in the same way that uh, tesamorelin would, another growth hormone. Um, Matsi, same, there's, really, there's not a lot of contraindications. Um, with the topical, like the, the GHKC is actually a topical peptide. So that's for, to stimulate collagen. There's, unless you have an allergy towards, towards that specific peptide, there's really no contraindication there. Um, with the thymic peptides as well, they're very, they're very safe, help to balance the immune system. So even in autoimmune conditions, it's not going to overstimulate the immune system. It's going to help to uh, modulate the system. So, um, you know, but as you know, everyone's different, everyone's individual here, you know, we use bioresonance to come up with patients plans. So every plan is unique to them. So we're testing to see our patients requiring this, are, gonna, are they gonna benefit from it? 
Um, so every, we treat every patient individually here as we never just give out uh, any medication, natural or, or peptides or otherwise, without first making sure that they're going to respond really well to it. So, um, yeah. And I know some patients have tested for it here and uh, shown that it's, it's good for them. And what has been the clinical experience? What have you seen when we've put patients here at NYCIM on these peptides? Yeah, definitely, you know, weight loss, increased energy. You know, we use the Motsil uh, a lot. Topically, the DHKCU has been really great. Um, yeah, patients reporting just overall, it, it just helps as an added bonus to their to their uh, treatment program. It's not the whole treatment program, you know, by, by far, uh, by no means the, the, the number one thing we use with them. It's, I would say, a small adjunct to the total program of treatment they're getting here but they are definitely benefiting from, uh, from it. Yeah. And I have to say, I think it's one of the great things that we can continue to be dynamic, continue to be cutting edge, <laughs> see what else is out there in medicine and apply it not alone as a standalone, alone, but as part of an integrative treatment plan that is truly tailored, personalized, and very specific. So it's kind of like an added little puzzle piece that can help catalyze healing and self-healing. And I know that's the way we're doing it. That's the way I'd love to see the industry continue to go. And I think there's a lot of potential for peptides to continue to be a little bit more mainstream every year. But again, knowing that integrating it with other therapies is really the future and not just yeah. sitting alone. Although I have to say, you know, just, just looking at the addition in my case, not from a medical case, just for an optimization case, it, it's been pretty profound. So uh, what, what are your yeah. thoughts about like the future of peptides? Do you see it going mainstream? Do you see the FDA clamping down? Um, you know, anytime anything works, that's a little bit natural. The FDA likes to get on top of it. So um, I've seen pharmacies kind of work around it. There are ways to, you know, ways to, to kind of, um, eventually I think what's going to happen is large pharmaceutical companies are just going to take it, own it, and then give it a brand name. And then, and then, you know, it'll be theirs because right now it's kind of non-proprietary. A lot of pharmacies around the country can do it the way they want to do it using, uh, compounding pharmacies. So eventually the FDA will, will get involved. Um, I think, you know, the injection thing is a big hurdle for some patients. They, they really don't like the idea of injecting themselves. So that's, uh, you know, a patient stumbling block. Um, but I think, they're, I think they're really powerful. I think more and more are going to be coming out. And I think more and more targeted, uh, uh, you know, physiological, biological effects are going to be, are going to be had with these peptides. It's just going to be really exciting to see. Um, there's just going to be more and more research around it. It's just uh, adoption by the public. And then, yeah, having the FDA kind of uh, figure out how it's going to, because right now they're, they are FDA approved in a sense that they're, can use them um, in certain cases. Uh, but there's a little bit of a gray area in terms of how you're able to, to, to label them or market them. So, um, you have to get them through specialty pharmacies that are just not available, like at CVS or something. Um, so once that gets all sorted out, I think um, it'll be a little bit more mainstream as well. Yeah, just like Big Pharma to come step in and take over something that's actually working for people. But I hope for the time being, like we're seeing that it continues to, to grow in its mainstream. People continue to use it for the benefits of healing and and really using as part of an integrated personalized plan. Dr. Ivanitsky, thank you always. I'll see you in a couple minutes downstairs because we are literally <laughs> rolling on top of each other right now. But for everyone listening, you know, these short stories are something we want to do is just bring you these snippets 
not these hour long type of podcasts, but really information that we, you could digest quickly about a specific topic. And as you can see here, you know, peptides are, are a really interesting form of medicine that I truly do believe is just going to get better and better as it goes along. And we're using it here at New York Center for Innovative Medicine, great results and, and really applying it in that, that very tailored way that we do everything. So I think it's something to look out for. And if you want to learn more, definitely go to innovativemedicine.com, look it up, do your research. But, you know, for now, that is our short story on peptides. Thanks again, Dr. Mark. All right. Take care.